The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Paranormal experiences don't really work to a timescale, and therefore we invite you to listen to a dark mini-sode. Hello everyone, and welcome back once more to another instalment of a dark mini-sode. Last week, our mini-sode unfortunately did not take place, as the submitter asked me not to release the episode at the very last minute, and I sincerely apologise. However, if somebody wishes that to be the case, I'm always going to do what they ask. Believe me, I understand completely how disappointing that can be, but at the end of the day, this is your show. So if one of our listeners has taken the time to write down their experience and send it in, If at the last moment they decide they don't want it out there, then that's their call, and I completely respect that. The only thing I would ask is that if you do submit an experience, do so with the knowledge that it could be used at any time. The amount of submissions we receive are numerous per week, and therefore we don't have the time to get back to everybody individually And therefore, 80% of the time, you may be very surprised to hear your experience read out. And that simply means your experience as you've submitted it is perfect for us to work with. I.e. we felt no need to have any sort of back and forth discourse around any of the content or any potential legal issues about the submission. And therefore, if you have submitted something and you haven't received a bounce back email to say undelivered, Consider that we've received the email and everything's fine and at some point your experience will be told. Speaking of submissions, before we go into today's experience, a quick reminder that if you're looking to submit an experience for use on the Dark Paranormal show, ideally it needs to be between three and 4,000 words or six one-sided pages of A4 on a Word document. That tends to be the right amount of time for an episode of The Dark Paranormal. Anything less than that will be featured either on a minisode or on our Dark Bites Patreon show. And don't forget, you can listen to the entire back catalogue of that show, Dark Bites, over on Patreon by heading over to patreon.com forward slash The Dark Paranormal. But right now... I want to talk about something a little bit strange. I'm talking about those weird coincidences. Synchronicities, if you will. Recently, I've been doing quite a lot of reading about the occult. Taking myself on a deep dive of, for example, the demons of the Lesser Key of Solomon. The alleged 72 demons that were trapped within a vial by King Solomon way back in biblical days. And these books have all the details of these 72 demons and also instructions on how to summon them. 
Not that I'd ever be so stupid to even attempt to do so. But my point is, it was a very recent decision of mine to take a look into that topic. And therefore, when today's minisode came through and featured, well, I'll let you decide. It certainly struck a slight sense of synchronicity with me. I completely appreciate that playing devil's advocate, pardon the pun, it could be simply a case of, for example, saying red shoes and wondering how many pairs of red shoes you actually see out on the street. But because it's in your brain, you go out and then you see quite a few. So it may not be synchronicity at all. It may just be my brain is attuned to looking for these type of things. But who knows? Either way, this experience has been sent to us from Miles. My name's Miles. I've been a fan of the show for some time. It's one of my favourites to binge whilst I'm at work. But I wanted to tell you about an experience, or rather, experiences that I've had with what I think is a certain type of entity. I just can't be sure what one. It's been going on to this day, and the earliest I can remember is when I was around three years old. I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you haven't been there, it's a very cool place. Lots of woods and trees and greenery. The only issue is that I was born pretty much allergic to living. So my skin would constantly have rashes, and I would itch so badly I would bleed. I don't remember much from my time living there as we moved when I was four. But I can tell you that almost nightly, I would have a visitor. Initially, I thought it was my guardian angel. He was dressed in all black. He had a buzz cut and he had black wings coming from his back. The first time I remember seeing him was when I woke up one night. I can't recall what time it was, but all I could see of him was his face, and it was pale. Thinking back on it, it was too pale. Initially, I thought it was my dad, So I hopped out of my bed, or crib at the time, and approached him. He didn't say anything to acknowledge me, but I do remember that as I reached out to touch him, he vanished. There were also other nights. Nights when he would come to my window and just listen to me talk. The best part was... Whenever I had rashes, he would heal them. I would talk to him and the next day, my skin would be clear. It's kind of weird, but that's why I thought he was an angel. Boy, was I wrong. There was a time I was just wandering around the house in the middle of the night. I have ADHD 
so I would regularly get out of bed and just go and explore the house. I remember going into my little sister's room because I could hear her crying, and being the good big brother, I was going to try and calm her down. That was when I saw where she was looking. She was looking at the back corner of the room, where, on the ceiling, was my guardian angel. Being naive and a kid, I told her it was okay and he's a good guy, but that didn't help. After that, my parents came in to calm her down, as she was still a newborn, and I got into trouble for being awake. The last experience I can recall in Michigan was in the middle of the day. I was in my room playing with my toys, when, from my closet, I heard a voice. A voice that said, Come in. Now, normally my closet was two French doors that would slide out and then you would have your shelf, your clothing rack to hang things from. However, this time, there was a room. Again, being a curious little kid, I went in and I saw my guardian angel standing next to a small door. The room my closet had transformed into was something reminiscent of some abandoned attic. And this door in the back of the closet was kind of similar to the one that the little boy gets trapped in in the movie The Sixth Sense. The part where the bullies lock him in the crawl space. The only thing that stopped me from going in it was my mum telling me dinner was ready. To this day, it kills me that I didn't go in, as I would have loved to have known what was behind it. But my consciousness knows it probably wasn't good. Now, I should explain that I was raised Christian. My dad is the pastor of a church, and that's why I recognised what I thought was an angel. I'd been telling my parents about this person, the man in my room who heals my rashes. I even nicknamed him The Man. Eventually, we moved to Colorado, and I can recall a time when my dad and I were flipping through a Bible, and he landed on a page that showed an angel. I told my dad, That's him! That's the man! I don't exactly remember the page or what it was depicting, but I'd finally put a face to the name of the man. Now, for a couple of years, nothing happened. Everything was peace and quiet until I was about eight or nine years old. I had a collection of CDs that were excerpts of the Bible, going through all of the major stories, such as the creation story, Noah and the Ark, the crucifixion, etc., I remember this like the back of my hand. I was building Bionicles at the time. For anyone listening who are fans of that, it was the OG Mata Nui XD. I was listening to the creation story on my CD player when it got to the part where it talks about the serpent tempting Eve. 
Now, something this storyteller would do is create different voices for the characters. And the voice of the serpent, who in the Bible is, of course, a representation of Satan, came through my speakers in a deep, unearthly voice. I can assure you, the normal tone of the narrator's voice was not like this. This wasn't my first time listening to this story. I can't explain it, but it was deep, crackly, almost robotic. It was unearthly and I remember it freaking me out so much I started crying. The worst part was, when I went to eject the CD, it wouldn't come out. It took my unplugging of the player in order for it to stop. Needless to say, I never listened to those discs ever again. There was another time when I had some cousins over for my sister's birthday party. Real quickly, I'll explain the outside of the house I lived in just to understand this part better. We lived right next door to my best friend, and there was a small alley in between the two houses. And coming out of the back door, if you went right, you would find an open gate and walk down the alleyway to the front door of the house. Now, when we were all playing, we would use every piece of available space. So we would be in that alley fairly often. I remember one of my cousins going into the alley and he came running back, screaming. The parents thought he was hurt, but he said something along the lines of, there's a ghost. Naturally, I, with some other bigger kids, I was about 11 or 12 at this time, went to investigate. When we got into the alleyway, we didn't see much, except for a small hole in the fence at the end of the path. And through that hole, you could see a face. It was grey. It had long, greasy black hair and dark, sunken eyes. This thing did not look human. I can still see this thing in my nightmares. I ran back, freaking out. However, and I don't know why this came to me, I thought it was the man. The same guardian angel from Michigan had somehow seemingly followed me to my new home in Colorado. Looking back, I think I believe that because it likely helped me make peace with what happened. But thinking back to it now, as a 20-year-old, the little door in the closet, the demonic face through the hole in the fence, the figure clinging to the ceiling in my sister's room... Well, those aren't things I think an angel would do. Now, as a grown-up, I haven't seen much of him, or them, or whatever. The only thing of significance is every now and then I'll see a shadow figure in the corner of my eye. I'm not afraid of them anymore. More so, I welcome them as being raised Christian has taught me to not be afraid of things like this. 
Now, I don't identify with that religion anymore. However, I definitely see myself as a spiritual person. And therefore, I sort of look out for these things, to try and, more or less, understand them. So reflecting back on these experiences, and trying to put them in the realm of what I know about angels, they fit more along the lines of a demon, rather than a guardian. I don't know what they, or he, wanted. But I can now tell you, it definitely wasn't good. I'll keep you updated, of course, if anything substantial comes my way regarding this. But thank you for telling my story, and I look forward to future episodes. Miles Thank you so much, Miles, for submitting your experiences for the show. And I must say, they're terrifically visual. I was with you on every step of that experience. And God only knows what that thing was. And I do mean that quite literally. God only knows. But once again, Miles, thank you for your submission. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you for choosing to spend your time with me here on your show. And I'll speak to you all on Friday for episode 6 of The Dark Paranormal, season 14. Until then, take care.